0: Welcome to Elevate, the podcast where we dissect exceptional achievers who are consistently raising the bar personally and professionally to produce extraordinary results in
1: investment real estate and ultimately
0: in their lives. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser.
1: Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here and I'm blessed and grateful to be sitting here with the man, the myth, the legend, Michael Bull. How are you, sir? Good, Tyler. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. You're, you're a lot of fun. It's funny, I was asking you uh, a little bit of things here before the show, and just some of these answers, I have a feeling we're going to have a lot of fun today, so I really appreciate you taking time to sit down with us. Hey, glad to do it. If we're not having fun, what are we doing, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, always, uh, I appreciate that about you, and I want to welcome Elevate Nation back because it's time to take it to another level, and I want to welcome you back to the show where our mission is to identify and apply how the best of the best raise the bar personally and professionally to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond. And this is where you learn the mindset, the habits, the routines, the systems, the tools, the strategies, and so much more from those who are elevating to a life without limits so you can do the same for yourself. And I wanna remind you that this is a masterclass. We've got a master here with us today in Michael. And this is for leaders and those looking to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes through real estate investing and ultimately in their lives. Real quick, if you appreciate what we're doing, we certainly would appreciate if you subscribe to the show. If you gave us a rating, a review, it certainly helps us. Our goal is to reach this message to millions and millions of people, because you know we have the opportunity of creating you know fulfillment through real estate and through becoming the highest version of yourself. And so with that said, uh, we'll go ahead and dive in here. I want to introduce you to Michael Bull. So Michael Bull is an active commercial real estate broker who has closed over six billion dollars in sales over 30 years. He's licensed in nine Southeast United States. Uh, United States States with Bull Realty, headquartered in Atlanta, Georgia, which he founded 22 years ago. And you can visit them at bullrealty.com. He's also the host of the extremely popular uh, and the founder of the America's commercial real estate show, a popular video and podcast show that has been produced every show, uh, a new show every week since 2010. So you can check that out at creshow.com. And he's also the founder of commercial agent success strategies, a cloud-based commercial agent training system featuring 21-hour models. And you can visit that at commercialagentsuccess.com. So obviously, Michael is a dynamic guy. You know, He's, he's not doing the ordinary things in the commercial real estate industry, which is why he's a perfect guest for this show. But uh, Michael, tell us a little bit more about you behind the bio. Who is Michael Bull as a man?
0: Well, I think you uh, summed up kind of my three uh, jobs, I guess, uh, running Bull Realty. I have about 35 brokers, about 12 staff, and we sell office buildings, shopping centers, uh, industrial buildings, land, uh, all multifamily, uh, pretty much all across the Southeast mainly. Uh, and every broker or brokerage team has their own focus. So uh, they're all very focused on one sector. And then uh, you, you mentioned the show. I've been doing that for 10 years every week. And uh, as you know, these shows can be a lot of work, right? Absolutely. Uh, but uh, so that's been fun, and that show has gotten uh, really large over the years around the country. And uh, it was just all about commercial real estate. Um, and then the uh, training uh, modules I did, uh, I just did just splash those about a year and a half ago. And there's 21 of them; they're one hour each. And brokers use them to as sales uh, sales meeting tools, right? They show a video and talk about it, and they once they get the package, they can do it for for years and years with new people and that sort of thing. So. Those are kind of things that uh, you know I do day to day. I also lead a team that focuses on large office buildings um, that I personally get involved with as a broker on a team. So we're selling buildings and around uh, in Florida we're closing one, we're closing one, in in the Atlanta market soon we've got five other under negotiation or 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 purchase
1: sale agreement around the country. So that's kind of what I do each day. That's awesome, man. Uh, And you know you're you're just this type of guy who really is ahead of the curve. I mean, you started the show, the America's Commercial Real Estate Show 10 years ago, way before, you know, podcasts were even on the kind of mainstream. And obviously, you know, doing some of your education for commercial real estate agents and brokers, in addition to just being a dynamic firm and doing so much throughout the Southeast. I mean, was there a moment in time? I mean, can you kind of bring us back to maybe early in your life or whenever that moment was that you just said, Hey, look, I'm not going to be that average guy. I'm, you know, I'm not going to just be, you know, kind of mediocre or, you know, just do things to get by. I mean, obviously you're pushing the limits in everything you do. I mean, was there a moment or was there a process to get you to that point? Well, Tyler, that's a good question. I guess it kind of evolved over time. I remember as a young agent,
0: I started, uh, liking to sort of doing things my own way because I thought there was a better way to do it. And then, I became a very big agent selling multifamily in Atlanta I had a huge market share and, and then he really needed to belong to a, a commercial real estate firm. And, and I remember looking at how my friends were doing it at the big shops and I just didn't think it's the way I'd want my property sold. Um, so I felt like I had to start my own company. Um, and then when I did that, you know, I think half of what I do is, is consulting, uh, helping clients make good decisions. And the other half is marketing You're marketing our services and marketing their property. So I've always studied marketing in a big way and I've enjoyed kind of both sides of commercial brokerage. And that's what got me involved in, in radio and podcasts and in videos and, and social media for, for commercial real estate of pretty big connections in social media. And I remember when I first started at people, brokers laughing, Michael, like, what are you doing on social media? You know, but uh, you know, the show and the social media, all that's been really helpful for our clients uh, in our business around the country, so I think it more came out of a just not seeing what was going on, seeing what's out there, and just realizing that you know I, I want I want something a little better. I just I want something done the way I'd I'd want it if I'm a client. So it made me have to
1: kind of create some things. Are you someone who's seriously looking to elevate your life, your business, your real estate portfolio, your cash flow, your deal opportunities, your access to opportunities, your network this year? Well, if that's you, then I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com because I'm currently opening up a few coaching spots for people like you who want to close the gap from where you are to where you want to be and really, you know, expand that beyond your wildest dreams and explode your business, explode your deal opportunities, explode your vision for what you're looking to create. If that's you, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. I really have to tell you that this is not for everyone. This is only for those who are decisive. They're committed. They're willing to do whatever it takes. They're willing to invest time, energy, and resources into themselves to get to where they want to be and to live a life without limits, to elevate to a life without limits, which is really what we're all about on this show. If that is you, again, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. Again, that's coachwithtyler.com. I love that. I mean, thinking about the client, what a uh, what a concept, right? Uh, You know, how would you want to be treated is always a a good question to ask yourself in whatever business you're in. But uh, so tell me about that a little bit more, you know, as you were kind of comparing, you know, some of the larger flags, perhaps, uh, in terms of how you know, you you saw them treating clients. And as you put yourself in the investor's shoes, what was it that you saw that you could offer the marketplace differently than some of the larger flags could? Well, I think, you
0: know, every market and, and flag and then some of the teams and things and each broker will do things differently. Um, but, um, you know, a couple of things I saw is that, you know, when marketing commercial property, if your mission from that seller, it happens to be to maximize the value of the property and get the most money. Well, I just said that, get the most money for it and make it clean up the system to do it. Um, then you need to do it well. Some of the things I didn't like were what I'd call trickle marketing, where you get an exclusive assignment and they say, all right, yeah, I want to maximize the value of it. So you go to a small group of buyers and then you go to a little bit larger group of buyers and that doesn't work another group of buyers. And I think that can limit uh, value. Uh, And then some of the, uh, you know, what I do is go to the full market day one, whatever the definition of that full market is, right? So for some properties, that's uh, extremely uh, retail marketing, if you will. It's in, you know, might be in 200 websites and, and, and 17 marketing systems and 7 email blasts and full cooperation with all the agents. And then there's some properties that we do that are larger, like we're selling a multifamily property, it's about 80 million. You know, And that property is just direct to those companies that, that have kind of shown that they own those, those size projects and it's more direct. But, but we do it all in the beginning. Um, so, you know, and there's a lot of great people at, at, at those wonderful firms, uh, you know, out there. And, and what we try to do is create something that's more modeled for that particular client, that particular property, in that particular market to maximize whatever that client wants to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Just more of a customized process, right? I mean, it's like when you get a new client, it's like, all right, what's the best fit here? And everybody's looking to maximize their value, do it cleanly, do it as quickly as possible, move on and find their next opportunity, right? That's so, right.
0: Yeah. And, you know, an owning mom own firm, I don't have any limitations, you know, so, you know, I, I can do a radio show, you know, I can do, a sh- uh, I, I can speak at events and, you know, I can do a lot of things. I, I just, we just don't have limitations, you know, uh, uh, there, there's a lot of, there's been a lot of flags that tried to get us to belong to them. And, and as they're saying how great it's going to be, they're talking about all the limitations. You can't do this here you can't do that. And if you do that, you got to, you know, it's, and so I think as, as, you know, you create a real estate brokerage firm, firm you got to think about the clients, number one. And number two, the other set of clients are the agents and it needs to be the best place for the agents, right? Agents are entrepreneurs, right? And so it needs to work with them where they're not, Hearing no, and and you can't, and you have to give part of your fee to this guy and this guy, Uh, I think it needs to be a real entrepreneurial spirit where they can build how big of a, whatever size business they want and Mm -hmm. do it, you know, for a lifetime.
1: Well, you're really speaking to us because no limitations is certainly uh, what we're all interested in and elevating to a life without limits is the essence of our show today. So it's great to hear that really kind of the, the thought behind creating Bull Realty was the fact that, you know what, we don't, we don't want limitations. We want to do what we want to do to serve our clients' best interests. And so I think it's a great reminder for all of us to say, all right, well, what's the outcome of, of our business? You know, what's the outcome of of, you know, our investment portfolio, or if we're an agent or a broker, you know, are we serving our clients to the highest degree? Because that's what it's all about. And, uh, you know, with that said, I'd love to, you know, kind of fast forward, uh, to right now. I mean, obviously we are talking about kind of the reason behind launching the firm, the reason behind, you know, your marketing, your consulting and everything that you're doing. Talk to me about, you know, how have you raised the bar recently in your business to elevate your own results? Well, I think the
0: biggest thing I'd say is this to constant training. Um, you know, I believe in constant training, uh, and my people here believe in it. Um, you know, we, like for, for my own training, I've recently, I'd say in recent years, I've taken Dale Carnegie speaking classes, I've taken um, comedy, stand up comedy classes, and I did a stand up comedy routine in a club. That's um, awesome. <laughs> and, uh, Oh, and I took a, a, a class on hosting television shows. And, you know, all of that, all that training really relates really well to doing a great job for clients, being a better salesperson, being a, a better entrepreneur, and then really getting the enjoyment out of all of it.
1: Yeah, that's what we're all about here is, is becoming the highest version of ourselves. And so it really speaks to us. And the fact that you're continuing to invest in your own training, whether it's for yourself. And I love the thought of just an innovative sort of development practice of even doing a stand-up comedy routine. I mean, do you have any jokes for us here today? I mean, come on, you can't you can't get by without giving us a joke here. Oh, uh, Let's see uh, what would be a good one uh,
0: that would be appropriate. You know, you get away with a little bit more in a stand-up comedy club and everybody's <laughs> drinking, right? Yeah, yeah um i'm putting well, you on the spot
1: here so give
0: forgive yeah, me on that i i i had a, a funny one i was driving i was with a buddy we we're trailing in a performance boat through rural georgia and rural alabama and it, it looks really cool in the trailer and every time we pull over somewhere to get gas or something there always be a couple of boys that walk up to us and they say the same thing every time they'd say is that a racing boat <laughs> pretty practical with it. And we thought about it, well, next time we stop, we need to have a reply for them. And then we also guessed what they'd say back to us. So sure enough, we're down in uh, Alabama. We pull over and got the performance boat behind us and two old boys come up and they look up and say, Is that a racing boat? (laughs) I looked down and went, only when the blue lights is on
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's awesome and
0: then we start we would be quit laughing uh one of the one of the old boys said i heard that so <laughs>
1: that's what we figured they would say but. oh man that's awesome all right well you're gonna have to keep us posted here on your comedy routine we'll be following you around the country for that and uh, now it sounds like the third career is starting there but uh I love that and and how much how much are you know relationships develop just through humor so i appreciate you humoring us with that but uh you know in the central aspect of real estate is all about relationships so obviously you're no def- you're not deficient there but uh i love that so i want to uh, i want to do kind of a little bit of a, a transition here just in terms of commercial real estate obviously you're a fun guy and you are an expert in commercial real estate so you know, talk to me about, you know, commercial real estate investors. I mean, you've worked with so many over the past couple of decades. What would you say are, you know, maybe the top, you know, two or three, or even, you know, kind of around that kind of handful of characteristics of the most successful commercial real estate investors that you've seen?
0: Well, I think, you know, having a plan, understanding how much equity uh, you want to put out over what period of time, you know, what your goals are. Is it cash flow? Is it building wealth over time? Um, and, and then, getting a, a understanding of the market, you know, picking maybe a sector or a property type and a general area and price range, and then then learning that market well and understanding all the dynamics is just like our brokers that that focus on one property type when they focus focus on one property type, and they do that all the time. They become an expert at it. You know, if you ever met a commercial broker and. And you ask them about multifamily or ask them about office and they know nothing about it because all they do is sell industrial properties. Well, there's a reason for that. They're probably really good at selling industrial properties, right? Um, so just like the broker's focus and, and all the value that, that they add and the efficiency that they create for themselves and clients. Because an investor, if you get an idea of, of what you want to do and do, do you have the expertise. So I, I used, as a, when I was an agent by myself, I had a lot of listings and I'd have people, investors ask me, which one's the best on your list? What should I buy? And I'm like, well, you could probably won't go wrong buying any of them, but I need to find out from you, you know, what do you do for a living and, and are you going to manage it yourself? And you know, uh, what, what, why are you buying it? How long will you hold it? Uh, how will you finance it or pay cash? You know, just under, getting an understanding of what your mission is. I had an investor come to me and said his mother wanted to invest and she, she had, he asked me to invest it her, her be a limited part of me in general and uh, and she had about I think it was about seven or eight hundred thousand and I started talking to him about it. I said, well we could consider it and I, my first question was well what what other investments does she have she goes, he goes, that's it I said, that's everything yeah that's it I said, no 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 <laughs> we're not doing this she needs to diversify." And put that in some very safe things, you know, and uh so I think just understanding and I think a lot of first-time investors uh can do well with with um maybe something local, like some ideas are one, maybe buy a building that you can lease to your own company. So you have your own best tenant, maybe you buy a building or, or with some vacancy, and then your tenant moving in creates some value. Obviously you're the buyer, if you're the buyer or the buyer's agent, you don't mention that to the seller a listing agent, you negotiate it as a vacant building, which in most cases will have less value than a long-term leased one. Um, so a lot of medical practices, law practices, and a lot of companies can come in and buy a building like that and be a tenant. Uh, another first-time investment I've seen this worked well for first-time commercial real estate investors who want to buy something severally, own their own property, make their own decisions, is a single-tenant net lease property. Right, I like think the CVS's that are very, very safe, um, and then things like fast food, quick service restaurants, uh, down to even more local, regional tenants that you get a higher cap rate and return, maybe a little more appreciation on the actual real estate, but the tenants not as considered as safe. Um, so a lot of those just don't have a lot of moving parts. So it finds for some of our clients that are buying their first, a couple of properties, maybe they maybe they are a doctor, maybe they are a lawyer, maybe they own a business. Uh, and they don't want to spend a lot of time on it. Those can be good properties as the tenants in most cases are taking care of the properties as if they own it, right? They're taking care of the maintenance. They're taking care of the grounds. They're taking care of paying everything. So those can be a good place to start.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you're you're really talking to us from such a deep reservoir of of experience as a broker, you know, and just involved in the space in so many different capacities. So I'd love to know, you know, obviously a lot of the stuff that you're talking about is really kind of comes from the consulting sort of perspective beyond, you know, just being a dynamic and a, you know, a deeply experienced consultant for your clients and helping them make decisions uh, for their portfolio. What else would you say are some of the characteristics of the most successful commercial real estate brokers that you've worked with?
0: You know, I think um, in brokerage, Commercial brokerage especially, I think you have to learn a lot of skills and I think the more you hone those skills, the better. Uh, I, think I, I consider five buckets. One is entrepreneur running your own business, understanding that's what you're doing and knowing how to do that. One is actually providing the service that you're, that you're focused on and learning how to do that and doing a great job of that. Another one is business development, understanding how to kind of build the business and get the clients in the door. That training is a little bit harder to find uh, we do a lot of training on that at commercialagentsuccess.com. And then, um, and then sales skills are incredibly important. You know, I speak at events where there's commercial uh, agents uh, from all over the country. And and then I have 36 brokers, I think. I haven't killed anyone today. So I think <laughs> there's 36.
1: We'll um, check in with you at the end of the, the podcast. <laughs> here.
0: Yeah. And I found, you know, for 22 years, I've been helping them at my shop and, you know, the difference between the success, the failure, and everything in between is really about sales ability. You know, because we're, we're constantly selling, we're constantly negotiating. You know, so the motivation, the time management, all those skills are very important. And then the last bucket, I think, is the analysis and underwriting. You know, we need to be able to, as brokers, uh, answer a question. If you say, you know, Michael, I know that the seller wants $8 million, but, you know, I want a 16% turnover rate of return during the life of my investment. Um, I'm gonna lever at 70% um, and my cost of funds is 3.8%. What should I offer to get that return? And I need to be able to tell you that, put it in some software, but then understand it and be able to explain it to the CEO, the CFO, or a private investor. And the same thing if you're leasing space and if my company's helping you lease space and we got two or three options, they're slightly different deals, they're slightly different sizes, I need to do, be able to do a net present value in each one and tell you mathematically at least which one's the best deal. So I think those, those are the buckets and you know, really focusing in on the entrepreneurship, the sales, um, and, and learning how to do business development properly um, and you know, having the motivation. If people who tend to do well in commercial brokerage came from a sales background and something else, um, and maybe they sold B2B somewhere, um, so they've got that sales skills because if you focus on one property type, you know, you can learn that and you can learn that in, in a fairly quick period of time. But it can take years to learn all those sales skills, right? Because uh, I'm like I meet with large owners of very large office buildings around the country, you know, and they're getting hit on by very good salespeople and they work with good salespeople and I've got to outsell them. And that's what we're all dealing with in our business around the country.
1: Yeah, and as I'm sitting here taking notes on what you're talking about, I mean, there's so much value in what you're saying. And, you know, what really strikes me here is that this can be applied in so many different directions. And especially, you know, one of the most important skills in our business, in my opinion, is to effectively negotiate, you know, an agreement. And, you know, to be able to do that, obviously, you've got to be entrepreneurial, you've got to be able to get in the door in terms of your business development, you've got to develop your sales skills, which is really building rapport and building relationships and trust. And then also, you know, analysis and underwriting is especially valuable in our business. You've got to be an expert there. You've got to at least be able to communicate to really say, hey, here's why we're arriving at this value. And, and uh, so I just wanted to highlight those. It's so important. And I would highly recommend that Elevate Nation re-listen to that, take notes and, and where can you apply, you know, these different buckets into your own business because this is so, so important. Uh, but I want to switch gears just slightly, Michael. Once again, I, I keep doing that to you. But, you know, as a as an individual who's so connected in this field and is in this space of commercial real estate, you know, we're we're so tied to the economy and what's going on in the economy. So from a macro level, if you had a crystal ball, I mean, we're sitting here in early 2020. Where are things going? I mean, what inning are we in in this expansion? And what, what's your opinion there?
0: You know, it almost seems like the cycles
1: have have kind of
0: gone away, if you will. It's like surely it's going to cycle again. But but you know we're in the longest positive cycle that we've ever had. And so you know I think there is nothing that can slow us down right now except something strange, if you will. Right? You know we have this coronavirus. Um, you know uh, if 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 somebody's got elected, they made some severe changes that that's had some negative impacts on the economy. You know, I think in commercial real estate, though, that everything is so strong in commercial real estate, we really haven't overbuilt. We're not really in an oversupply market. Uh, We have very strong occupancy in most every sector. Retail in some places having some issues, obviously. Um, And we're not over leveraged um, like we were uh, in 07, 08, where people were getting very high leverage loans and buying very low cap rates. Uh, And so I think that investors, developers, lenders, I've all been more cautious. And when we do have a downturn, it's not going to be like anything that, that we had in 09. Um, you know, and I've been in this business for a long time. I've been through some downturns and bad cycles. There's never been anything that bad. You know? uh, and I don't think we'll see it, see it again. And not in my lifetime anyway.
1: I hope you're right. I definitely hope you're right. And, you know, it's, it's such a, uh, it's such an odd market because it's so strong and you would think, you know, it's like, we've always been taught, especially through CCIM, you always talk about these cycles, you know, every, every 10 years you would expect another cycle. But uh, I think it's very intriguing to say, Hey, maybe that's not the case anymore, but at the same time, you still want to be careful. You still want to underwrite your deals as, you know, thoroughly as possible and try to make, you know, safe decisions. So uh, thank you for sharing that crystal ball there, Michael, I really appreciate that so uh definitely want to kind of dive into you a little bit more um and talk to you about your habits um i'd love to know you know as somebody who's been able to achieve you know so many different you know successes in your career thus far and continuing to push that bar uh you know talk to me about some habits that are important for you as you continue to to uh, push the limits there
0: well what habits uh, do i have that have helped me and what habits do i have that have hurt me yeah uh, I think, you know, I have a habit of uh, exercising every day. Um, I find that helps me and energizes me. So I get up at five o'clock. Um, I'm at the office by, uh, you know, sitting I'm out of the house by quarter to six. I'm at the office by quarter to seven or seven. And I'm in the gym here. We have a gym here at the office. And then I'm out of there by uh, eight fifteen, eight 8.30 uh, every day. Um, and I've always been that way where I, I, I want to get started early in the morning. I want to be fresh, want to be ready, um, early, kind of early to bed, early to rise, right, and, and not being hungover and not being tired, uh, being fresh and ready. I think another thing that's helped me and seems to help my guys as well is to plan every every week, you know, work on your business, not just in it. And that comes down to daily and, and weekly planning. And one of the things I always like to do is look at Sunday night as a chance to kind of regroup Think about my week ahead of me, my priorities. And in our case, at Commercial Real Estate, you know, we always want to be prospecting for new business and thinking about, well, where are the best places that I can add value to clients? Who should I be calling on that I can add the most value for for this week? And, this, and every week looking at that again, what's the vertical that I want to focus on to be successful? And also just having some, some training all the time, some motivation. You know, I, I always felt that I wasn't very motivated. So, I've always looked for ways to to continue to motivate myself and and find things to motivate. I remember when I was an agent and I had I was in an office with sixty other agents, one of my motivations there was to be number one. And if I wasn't number one, it it really bothered me. Right? So um, you know that was a motivation. I remember you know getting to income levels that I thought I would would have never achieved in my life. and so we're like, so you hit that, and then you got to reset the bar again, and reset the bar again, and just. So I think uh, I've always felt like I've I've got a whole lot more that to, to do. I can improve a lot, and never thinking that well I know how to sell. I'm successful. No, I can still learn to sell. I can still be a lot more successful, um, and just understanding that that I'm I'm still growing. I'm still learning. And our business is fun. I mean, we're dealing with different people, successful people, different properties. And, you know, it's it's a very exciting business. And you can work on something for years and have it fall through. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you work on something that not, doesn't take that long. And, 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 and it's a big win. So it, it's an exciting business. And it's just fun to be in.
1: Yeah, I actually heard something recently and I don't remember who said it, but it was maybe like Jim Rohn or some somebody like that. He said, you know, motivation is like a shower. You need it daily, right? <laughs> you know, you can't just get a motivation in January and then that lasts for the rest of your year. So I'd be curious, I mean, how do you inspire yourself? Obviously, you set goals, right? And you, you always want to be the best of the best. And that's what I see as one of the drivers in our businesses, people are very competitive, and I think in a healthy way, you know, it's kind of like sports, we all push each other to be better. But I'd be curious to know, I mean, how do you, you know, seek motivation on a daily basis, uh, to continue to push those limits? You know, I think it's just
0: really looking at do we do things. So like, and I splashed the training company, and that was about two years ago. And we put a lot of effort and money into it in the beginning to get it out there. And then, you know, I, I had, had some fun with that. Now let me move on. And two years ago, I started a, a team selling large office buildings. All right, let me, let me conquer that. And I think it's just finding something that excites you, right? Something that, that, that energizes you each morning to go out there and get involved in. And, and not something that's easy, you know, pushing yourself. I remember the first time I spoke in public, um, I bombed. I mean, it was terrible. And, uh, uh, you know, and I realized then that, all right, well, I have a lot to learn. And, uh, and now I speak in front of groups all the time and, and I enjoy it and they seem to enjoy it a lot. And, uh, and so it just shows me, you know, that you can be terrible at something and then turn around and be great at it if, if, you, if you work at it and if you're excited about doing it, right?
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's so important to set those goals. And then also, as you're accomplishing those goals to be thinking about, well, what's the next goal? What's the next mountain to climb? Uh, Because there's nothing worse than achieving your goal and saying, man, is this it? Is is this all there is? Uh, So I I think that's there's a lot of wisdom behind that. Uh, I'd be curious to know, you know, Michael, what what type of investments have you made in yourself over the past few years that have really paid dividends, you know, beyond just, you know, business investments?
0: Yeah. Well, I
1: think training is the biggest investment, I think, to make. And,
0: and in my business, uh, commercial real estate brokers, um, we tend to, well, how do I say this nicely, we tend to think a lot of ourselves, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and we're a confident bunch on, on, on the whole. And so I think a lot of us sometimes will get a feeling that we know everything. I remember when I was in the business, you know, six or eight years in the business, boy, I really thought I knew everything. <laughs> Uh, even that was 30 years old. Um, and then I started realizing as I got in my 30s, well, maybe I don't know everything and I can continue to learn and, and just really improve more. So I think investing in, in training um, and investing in other people, you know, um, I invest a lot of money and time in, in, in my clients and in my agents, uh, into my business. You know, I think if you, if you can add value to the people or if you can add value to the people's lives around you, it adds value to your life. And so I think we have to continually invest in in everyone around us and, and it makes life more fun.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I, I just think it's so important to remember that humility is key, right? You know, you can be confident in your abilities but also realize that there's still more to learn. There's always more to learn and, and isn't it, interesting that the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. At least that's <laughs> right. been my experience.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, when I had my, uh, my training modules package of 21 videos uh, was being shown at a broker shop. And they, they posted something online and said, look, they, that they were showing it to their next gen. So they're, they're younger brokers in their first two or three years. But then they said some of, the, some of the old guys came in and were blown away because we start to think that we don't need training anymore. Well, we can always benefit from training. I mean, I can learn from somebody who's been in business a couple of years. They can learn from me. We can all learn from each other. And I think when we realize that everyone we meet and everyone we, we deal with, can, we can learn from them and be interested in them and ask them questions, uh, that, that we can constantly learn
1: can learn something from anybody that that is so true. And, um, you know, it makes life fun, too. It's like, you know, there's always something to be learned. And, uh, you know, it really enriches your own life. Obviously, from the business perspective, as well, you can grow your business just by showing interest in other people. And obviously, with someone who's gone through Dale Carnegie type of training, you know, how to win friends and influence people is really all about letting that other person tell you all about them and listen to them. You know, it's so, I always think it's so interesting whenever you have a conversation with someone else and you just let them tell you all about them. They're like, man, that was the greatest conversation I've ever had. And uh, it's really that simple at times. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, And we talk
0: about motivation and where to find it. So uh, when I was a young broker, I would run in and out of the building and and I would work a lot of hours. And my first broker, uh, I was 22. And my first broker saw how motivated I was And he called me in his office one day and he asked me, said, Michael, what motivates you? And he called me off guard. So I said what came from my heart. And what I said to him, I said, I think if I do the absolute best job I can at whatever I'm doing, I will get more opportunities. He looked at me, smiled, and he dismissed me, said thank you. I walked down the long carpet and I thought, I should have said, because I want more money, Hey, <laughs> but it wasn't, really the, it wasn't really the case. I just always realized that people notice, right? And if you do the absolute best job you can at whatever you're doing, people see it. It just makes things happen. You'll get more
1: opportunities. It's so true. And I would imagine that throughout the years of those more opportunities for yourself that, you know, not everything has been an absolute home run grand slam. So tell me about, you know, maybe a couple of failures that you've experienced that perhaps have been a seed for a later success.
0: You know, I, I think, yeah, there are, there's always failures. And I think some of the failures would be just, you know, bringing on brokers into the business when maybe I shouldn't have. Uh, you know, it, it, it takes a certain breed to uh, to have the stamina to start a new business in something as dynamic as commercial real estate. And it looks easy on the outside, sometimes looking in. Uh, so maybe bringing in the wrong people, uh, you know, is disappointing when they don't make it and, and, and have to go back and get a job, um, a salary job. Um, and then I think, you know, if you, you take on an assignment to sell a building or something and you don't, and you don't fulfill it, you don't get it done. I mean, that, that's disappointing. And then you look back though and you learn from it. Why did that happen? You know, what can I do differently with, whether it's with agents or whether it's with, with an assignment, think about, well, did I overprice it? Did I not, what did I do wrong? What did I miss? You know, what, what can I do better? I don't think there's not a win or a loss. You know, there's, there's a win and there's learning from those losses.
1: Yeah, that really resonates with me. I mean, it's always painful in those moments and you never want to learn, you know, you never (laughs) want to learn in that moment, but always looking back, you're better off for it. So it's just a good, I always like to ask that question because in my opinion, it's a reminder for people to, to take chances and to fail, fail fast. You know, obviously, you know, when you fail, it doesn't feel great, but it's going to put you in a position to succeed the next time. So I appreciate you sharing that. And, and, um, you know, I wanted to talk, you've talked so much about training and I'd love to know, you know, throughout your continuous training, your continual education that you invest in, is there anything that substantially that you've changed your mind about recently? As far as the type of training or, just in terms of maybe a, an approach uh, that you've taken in the past that now you see as perhaps not the appropriate way to approach, maybe it's, a, maybe it's an assignment or maybe it's an investment or whatever it may be that you previously you know, felt was a principle and now that you've kind of changed your mind about? You know, I don't, I don't think so. It seems like, you know, when I tell people that
0: want to be getting commercial brokerage are in it, they ask me how to get better. You know, and tell them look, sales is of the five buckets. The sales negotiation is really the the most powerful bucket. And if you want to learn about sales, you don't really have to have the latest, greatest stuff. You could really go get the top ten sales books of all time throughout history, because sales really hasn't changed. Is thinking about the client, the customer, what do they what do they need, what do they want, and how can you help them and add value to them. So whether you're calling on them or marketing their property or or pitching them on, on on an assignment to do for them, if you think about them and you do the right things for them, then it's you know it's going to work out. so it seems like the sales part of it has just always been the it, it hasn't really changed
1: you know? yeah I think it's a great answer I mean there's definitely there's timeless principles that you can study. And that you can apply no matter what. And you know, negotiation skills don't only apply to commercial real estate, but they apply to many other businesses as well. And many other practices in your life. I mean, you're always negotiating whether you know it or not. And Mm -hmm. so if you're going to, it's like one of those things, if you can, like what Gary Keller talks about in this book, you know, the one thing, If there's one thing that you can do that makes everything else easier or irrelevant, in my opinion, is to become a great negotiator. And so Um, It's just a it's a great answer and one that was really unexpected. But I thought it was a perfect answer. So I really appreciate you sharing that. Uh, There's so many timeless things that you can study. And so it's always a great reminder. Talk to me about, you know, being conscious about saying no, because obviously you accept assignments. But then I'm sure there's many that you decline, whether it's, you know, as a broker or what have you. I mean, what else are you saying no to currently? Well, I think sometimes
0: I have to say no to meetings or or, or responding to to emails that are, are really kind of time wasters. Um, and I think you know, yesterday I had to say no to a potential assignment. We have a healthcare division that sells medical office buildings, and we have a healthcare leasing team. and And uh, 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 two owners came in that own several properties throughout the state of Georgia. And want us to do you know, health care, bring healthcare tenants and, and, and have us have the exclusive on the healthcare type of tenants to lease all these spaces. And they're so small and they're so spread out and they're so rural, some of them that, you know, it, I, I, at times you have to go, wait a minute. You know, if that was one building, uh, one high rise building or whatever, you know, then it would be I could be very efficient with and add a lot of value. But it's so far away and so spread out you know, it's something that we probably have to say no to. Um, And, but when I do say no to to an assignment, I try to find them someone that would be, that would be great at what they do. You know, like if someone calls us to sell a duplex, you know, it's like, you know what? We, we don't really sell, you know, single families and we don't sell, you know, that size deal, but I'll try to find them someone to do it. Right. Um, And, you know, they don't need to, have a big time commercial real estate firm and all the power that we have, you don't need a, a, a bazooka to, you know, to, I don't know, I won't use that analogy, but you know, <laughs> when you need a BB gun, you don't need a bazooka. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, I, I think saying no is is important. I think you, you keyed in on it. You, you times have to say no to things and do what, where you can really add value. If someone mentioned something to me yesterday, they said, well, I guess you're a broker, so you never say no to, to you know, saying you're not good at something. And I said, no, nah, absolutely, we do say no. You know, we used to say no to selling hotels. Uh, but then finally, I found a great hotel guy that's been in business all his life, but two good guys around him, and now I don't say no. So we've, we've always said no to things that we thought we weren't really good at, and then but we find them somewhere. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I think it's just so important to say no, to give yourself room to create, you know, greater opportunities or opportunities that maybe are in your strike zone per se. Um, And you can also get known
0: for what you're doing.
1: Yep. Right. I saw a video online
0: that's really popular on YouTube that about, uh, he was asked about getting started in commercial real estate brokerage. And he mentioned, uh, you know, starting, like if you want to sell shopping centers, starting off, you know, managing or renting little shop spaces and things. And, and, and it reminded me of somebody just putting their boot on, on, your, on your head, you know, trying to hold you down. I don't agree with that. I think you make a plan to go where you want to go and you go straight there um, mm-hmm. and get the skills, get the training, get the reputation, get the right environment and, and the right, right tr- everything. But, but don't go off on these side streets. I had a guy I wanted to uh, join my firm as an agent. But what I got out of the interview, he said, well, in 10 years, what do you want to do? He said, I want to be a real estate developer. I said, all right, well, then you don't want to join us. (laughs) You need to join a developer. And we deal with a lot of developers. And why don't we help you try to get in with some developers and just do anything and everything that you can do for them. Take any job doing everything. Work overtime for free to do other things and learn about that business. Don't come here to start a brokerage business have that ramp up every quarter for years and years and years and they go now I'm going to go be a developer no go do it now so I think there's a lot of opportunities to just know where
1: you want to go and head that way that's awesome that's one of the greatest things about this country is you can do anything you want to do you know you have to be conscious of that and you have to set those parameters and say hey here's what I'm going to accept here's what I'm not going to accept whatever that may be so what a great reminder it's like hey be planning right now for what is, what are you looking at in 10 years and are you doing the appropriate things? Are you taking the appropriate actions now or are you wasting time doing something else? So love that. Um, talk to me about role models. Is there anybody that you've really kind of modeled your life after or your business?
0: You know, I think I've taken a little bit of, of everyone. So, um, I never met my father and that was probably a good thing. Um, and so I never really had that one father figure that, hey, that's what I want to be like and who I should be. So whenever I met people, I would I would think about what's their best quality and is that a quality that I'd like to emulate so that I can continually improve myself. And I think I had the remarkable ability to, to think about that as a young person because I didn't have that role model. And so I could look at every, so back in those days, every man that I met. And then after that, every client I met, um, and try to look at what's their best quality. Do I want to emulate that, and kind of pick who you're going to become instead of emulating after one person. Um, so I think that that has helped me. My first broker was was wonderful. He taught me um, using humor, <laughs> and integrity in my business, um, and I've always found you know that's helpful as you already mentioned uh, on this podcast. Um, so. It, I think getting something out of everyone is is what I've done.
1: That's awesome. That's one of the reasons why I love podcasts so much is because people have the opportunity of, hey, what's the best quality of this individual today? And let me apply that in my own life, which is why I say we identify and apply how the best of the best are raising the bar personally and professionally, because really that's what it's all about. And we have a limitless Opportunity to find those people and apply them in our own lives. You may never, you know, sit down and and crack up over lunch with Michael Bull, but you're able to listen to him today and say, "Hey, you know what? I really admire, you know, this, this, and this about this individual." And so that's a that's a great reminder. Uh, I'd love to switch gears just slightly and just talk about goals. Um, you know what's a what's a goal that you're most proud of accomplishing over the past couple of years?
0: Well, I think before I started the show. 10 years ago i remember that was one of my goals uh you know that i wanted to to start a, a ra- it was a radio show it's kind of have it formula started it was on the radio for for years and was on at one point on 60 radio stations but we immediately created the podcast as well day one um but i think that that was a goal uh i think another goal was to you know to start a company where and that was known for integrity. It was known for the best marketing in the country and, and have a great culture and, and have a great reputation. And I think that, you know, that was, that was a, a good goal. Um, and, and now I'm writing a, a book and, you know, it's, it's it kind of easy to start it and write it, but now I have to finish it. So that's my next goal. So now that I'm mentioning it on your podcast and millions will hear, I'm
1: going to have to finish it. <laughs> we will hold you accountable for sure. That's awesome. So give us a little teaser. What's the, uh, what's the book about? uh commercial real estate. <laughs> I would have never guessed. I would have never yeah. guessed. Tailored towards investors or brokers. You know, it's
0: it's tailored towards uh property owners, investors okay. mm-hmm. uh but you know, of course, you know, it will help agents. It'll help everyone. So Yeah.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. That's great. So talk to me, what's the driving force behind what you do, Michael?
0: Driving force behind what I do. I don't know. Uh I guess it's just uh Having fun and, and enjoying people, I, I, um, if like when I go on vacation, I have to be doing something very very fun on vacation, or I want to go back to work. You know, <laughs> the, the the business is is fun. You know, when we can help people uh, so much in our business, when we focus and know what we're doing and we care about our clients, that the the value we add is tremendous, and we can add that tremendous value. They love us, and we get paid well for it it's intoxicating, you know, so I think it's, it's just a fun business to be in. And, and, and that kind of created when I did have my days off, you know, I started doing fun, really fun things because I can't just sit on the beach with my toes in the sand. I, you know, I can do that about 20 minutes and I've got to go do something, you know, so I got into performance boating and street bikes and off-road vehicles and, and scuba diving and, you know, just things that, you know, if I'm not going to be working I want to be having some great fun or I'm going back to work.
1: That's awesome, man. You want to, you want uh, something that you can do where, you know, if you go on vacation, you want to go back immediately. So that's, that's a great (laughs) reminder. And it's always fun. It's definitely fun to hang out with you. And I want to transition into our rapid fire section, what we call the rare air questionnaire, you know, elevate is all about scaling to the mountaintops and finding that next mountaintop to push the limits. And you know, many people gave up, but we didn't. We're gonna to continue to raise that bar. And so, I, I've got a few specific questions here for you, Michael, um, you know, if you could point to two or three of the most impactful books that you've read in your life, what would they be?
0: You know, there was a book I enjoyed that was called Soft Selling in a Hard World. Um, and I thought that really related well because we really wanna to be to what I do because we wanna be great salespeople um, but we don't want to be pushy and we don't want to be, uh, we want to be assertive and positive, but we don't want to be come across as jerks. And I remember when I first got in the business and, and it said commercial real estate salesperson. And I saw sales in the title. I, was, I had never met a salesperson that I liked. In fact, all the salespeople I'd met at that point I thought were jerks. So I was really concerned. I didn't want to be a jerk. So I think learning how to, to sell in the way that you're really just adding value for people. But at the same time, you know, what's the most frustrating thing in, in our business and probably anyone's business is when you have a client and you're giving them great advice and they, and they won't do it. Oh yeah. And, oh, yeah. and it's like, what? You should do this. <laughs> right. And so I always look back at that and go, I always blame myself. You know, that's my fault. What did I do wrong in this setup and these discussions and, Managing expectations and 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 in my advice that I can't get my client to take this great advice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes the the advice is is tough. Uh, you know, maybe you've um, maybe a client is upside down, or maybe you know they're not they're not hitting their numbers, and they've tried to set certain goals for a property and it's just not hitting it. And you know, you want to make decisions looking out of the windshield, not the rearview mirror. And just because you that something in the past wasn't a good decision, you don't want to continue down that bad path, right? So, you know, I thought that was a good one. Um, Rod Santamansimo for Commercial Real Estate Agents has written a couple of great books. You've read
1: his? Yeah, I read Brokers Who Dominate. That's a fantastic yeah. book.
0: Yeah, there's some great things in there uh, in both of his books. And now he has a new third book coming out. Um, and I'm, I'm halfway through it. Uh, and it's good as well. Uh, so I recommend his books. And then I think, you know, all the big, big sales books, the, the Coveys, you know, Ziegler, I think all those books are fantastic. And and what I tell guys and, and ladies is don't read those once and give them to someone, you know, you got to keep at it, keep at it. Right. I had a, one of my brokers been with me for a very long time was uh, I do t- Tuesday training every Tuesday morning from nine to 10 for my brokers. And this lady was, was uh, came in on Wednesday and said, Michael, I got to tell you this, I just used something you shared with me Tuesday, and I got this nice deal done. She said, but here's what's interesting about it. I had known that in the past. She used to train salespeople, and she'd heard that in my meetings in the past. She said, but I wasn't using it, and because I came to that Tuesday meeting and had the repetition, I was able to use it and get this transaction done, right? So, I think we have to continually read these books.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's a couple of books that I try to read on an annual basis. And every time I read it, I'm like, wow, I, I didn't know that this was in it. You know, it's like, yeah. it's amazing how you're not ready to receive information until a particular point in time. And, and at that point in time, you've got to put yourself in position to receive that. Right. So, yeah, that's, um, that's very awesome. interesting. And I was one of, I was, we were watching one of those videos
0: that we have, uh, at commercial age of success and, we were in a in our sales meeting, and we were watching it. And I'm like, "Wow, this is so much inv- from inf- great, powerful information." But it's coming so fast. If you hadn't been in business for a very long time, you're not going to catch some a lot of it. And even if you're at my experience level, some of it was coming so, so valuable, so fast that you're just like, "All right, do I have time to process this and understand
1: how I can use it?" So yeah, just just repetition creates the power. That's huge. So beyond what we've talked about today, what would you say is one of the biggest ways that you elevate your life on a daily basis? Mm, probably need more elevation. <laughs>
0: <I don't know. laughs> That's a tough uh, one. I don't know. I, you know, I just try to have fun. I think uh, if there's anything we we cut up, you know, at our shop, and I don't, I don't know why you call commercial real estate offices shops. But I think they think are we repairing cars here. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, in our shop we have fun. You know, we're serious. We, we we our client services are number one, and we're here to to do well and make money. But we also have a very good time. We have a game room uh, with a pool table, you know, and darts and, and stuff here. And you know, we we have a television studio here, and um, you know, the atmosphere is 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 fun. And we we cut up is you know we have to watch how much we cut up. You know, it doesn't offend anyone. We definitely watch that. Uh, but but we have fun, and I think just enjoying what you're doing and, and it's it's been what's been helpful for us. It's like sometimes I'll get here early in the morning and leave late in the evening, and I enjoy the whole time. Hey, I told the security guard this morning, and he said, uh, he said, "How's the day going to be?" I said, "Well, I just worked out for an hour and a half, so the hardest part of my day is over. <laughs> <laughs> the rest gonna be great. The yes, is gonna be fun."
1: Man, it's such a good reminder for all of us just to have fun. And if you're not having fun doing what you're doing, obviously you're not doing the right thing. So I uh, appreciate you sharing that. And and we've talked so much about training and adding value to others in general um, during our conversation today, you know, beyond just kind of the overall concept. I mean, what what's the biggest way that you elevate others around you?
0: You know, that's that's a difficult thing to do. And I think it's it's interesting, you know, motivating others is, is tough. Um, and I think it's something that I sometimes get, um, I guess frustrated with that, that some people just, they don't, they're, they do not seem motivated enough to me. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. It's hard for me to compute. Like I have a manager who manages our, our company and it's good because I, I just don't get the mentality of, of coming in and just getting by. Um, yeah. And so the the best way I found to, to motivate people, I'm not saying I'm good at it, but the best thing I found is to just make sure they understand where they can go and what it what can it what it can do for their lives to just run the plays properly. You know, I have incredible training and, and if and if you run the plays and you're and you're studying sales and you have motivation and you're putting in the time and the effort, um it can really change your life, right? it can really change your life and just try to remind them, you know, Hey, what's, what's it going to be like when you're netting a million a year, what's going to be net when you're netting half a million a year? Uh, you know, what's going to be like when you can put, you know, live off of, of, a, of a of a income range and then invest the rest. What's that going to do for your life and your family and your future? Um, so just trying to remind them of, of what putting in the day to day work can mean for them is about the only way I know how to do it.
1: I love it. I love it. It's so important to for, you know, to remember that not everyone is like you, especially if you're leading a team, you know, not everyone has the same outcomes as you, but also recognizing the fact that perhaps others need some more of a, you know, clarity around, hey, here's why what I'm suggesting may help you. So I really, really like that. Michael, this has been a ton of fun. Do you have any parting words of wisdom for Elevate Nation?
0: You know, Tyler, I think uh, it's it's a great show. I love what you're doing, and and I think you know a lot of the things that you kind of got that you've gotten out of me today uh, have been great. You know, just great reminders of of what we can do to to improve ourselves and, and enjoy our lives. And you know, I think um, I guess I, I'd leave you with one thing, and and that's kind of the separation of of home and and work. Um, like I had, remember at one point I had uh, my my home life was not doing well. What, basically what happened is I, I was playing basketball and I did a Michael Jordan move and a Michael Bullbody and, <laughs> and I couldn't walk and I, I played basketball, you know, five times a week and I really enjoyed it. And all of a sudden I couldn't walk. And I remember just personally just being so down. My girlfriend even left me. Um, she's like, all right, you're no good to me. Uh, so wow. So I, I focused a lot on my business and said, all right, well, this part of my life's not doing well. Let me focus really, really hard on my business. And it really elevated my business. And I've seen the same thing, too. If, if, if business isn't going well, you obviously don't want to go home and, and yell, at the, yell at, the, at the little woman and, and kick the dog, right? Right. <laughs> you got to keep them separate. Uh, I had a friend of mine who uh, was having personal issues, and, and he brought him to work. And I kept telling them, I said, you know, you can't, you can't do that. You've got to separate them or you're you're going to tear down everything you're doing. Right. Um, and ended up that guy couldn't do that. I ended up firing him and he was a friend of mine. Um, and he was mad about me firing him fast forward. Four months later, he calls me once to see me. I'm like, you're going to beat me up. (laughs) He didn't know he came by and he took my hand. He thanked me. He said, I didn't realize You were teaching me more about, he was running a property management company I I half-owned, and I didn't realize that you were teaching me more about property management than anyone I've interviewed with. Every interview I've been on, I know more than they do. I didn't realize what you were doing for me. I didn't realize the value you are adding in my life, and I just want to thank you for it, so even though I fired
1: him. Wow. I think you got to keep this thing separate. So keeping work and your personal life separate and, you know, showing up and saying, hey, you know what, things might be challenging on that side of the fence, but now it's my time to perform or, or the other way around, you know, business may be struggling, but when I come home, I need to be spending time with my family and being present with them. Sounds like that's a reminder here, huh?
0: That that's right. And put, you know, put these away when you get home, right?
1: Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's, that's the hardest of them all right there. So that's, Tons of wisdom there, and a lot of fun, Michael. Man, I really, really appreciate you being on the show today. Um, tell tell the listeners how they can stay in contact with you and your company.
0: You're sure, Tyler. I really enjoyed it. Uh, thanks for having me on. You know my show. You can find uh, just Google it, but uh, the website is creshow.com. Uh, my commercial agent training is at commercialagentsuccess.com, and my commercial real estate company is Bull Realty. .com and my contact information uh, is on all those sites. Don't you hate me you go to a company's website and you can't really figure out how to call them or something, but my phone number's on all.
1: Them, so. Wow. That's awesome. Well, we will definitely uh, certainly encourage Elevate Nation to reach out to, to Michael and his company. If you're in the Southeast United States and you need asset or occupancy solutions, you definitely want to reach out to Bull Realty in Atlanta And, uh, you know, I want to also remind elevate nation that actually not remind, but let you know that we do have 10% off commercial agent training, uh, for agent success strategies at the checkout, use the promo code elevate to, uh, you know, to get that 10% off. So appreciate you sharing that with us. And, um, you know, Michael, again, this has been a ton of fun. I want to remind elevate nation, as we talked about here in the show, it's about repetition. You know, you got to listen to the show again because you're going to get something different from it by listening to it again. You want to take notes. You want to share this with someone else. You want to teach this to someone else because as I always say, the teacher is who learns the most. And I know that's why Michael is so wise and what he's done over the years is he's been sharing things with other people. And so you know, I want to encourage you also to take massive action. And how do you do that? You've got to brainstorm, you've got to prioritize, you've got to put it on the calendar. Schedule it, find leverage, find someone to help you find an accountability partner, course correct, and continue to go after that and be inspired and, and find that an inspiration daily. Uh, but, you know, Michael, with that said, man, really, really appreciate you again and uh, look forward to getting to know you over the coming years.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me on. I like
1: uh, the pay it forward message there. Absolutely. So if you if you screenshot this show, tag Bull Realty in uh, your social media post. Tag Elevate Podcast, myself, Michael, um, and everybody. But once again, Elevate Nation, thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next time. This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital, a real estate investment firm formed by myself and my partner, Brian Flaherty, where we invest in multifamily real estate communities across the Southeast United States. If you'd like to learn more about our approach, our mission, our acquisition criteria, and how you can learn more about future opportunities visit cfcapllc.com. Again, that's cfcapllc.com.
0: Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit tylerchesser.com.